the most exciting sport in the world. NASCAR. NASCAR. It's not an opinion. It's fact. And we're fanatics. This is the Behind the Wall podcast, brought to you by Behind the Wall Media. If it's race recaps, previews, driver news, results, schedules, and anything else NASCAR, we are your premier podcast. Flying by the seat of our pants, the Behind the Wall podcast with your host, Henry Hobbs, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas and Jay Young. It's another episode of the Behind the Wall Podcast, episode sixty-three. It's the show that nobody's been looking forward to. Because it's a solo show. It's just me tonight. However, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to make it interesting for all y'all. We'll see how it goes. I might have to fire myself after this one. Uh, you know, it's the first time I've ever done one of these, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, certainly can't be as bad as the Cup Series race at Las Vegas. That was one of the more atrocious races I've seen, and I've always been a somewhat fan of the 550 package i like what nascar was going for trying to uh trying to bring the cars together bring the uh, close beating and banging back however i think that as time goes on the teams are finding ways to to elevate themselves uh compared to the other cars so we see you know the same the same suspects out front every single week and uh whether it's the track conditions pj1 you name it we get a we get a product that's not very consistent week to week so uh, going off of Jeff, Jeff Gluck's uh, good race poll, the spring Las Vegas race, that had, I think, 88% said it was a good race, and then we go this weekend where it's like 26%. So there's a big change. Uh, obviously, the race in the spring was run during the day. This one was uh, half day, half night, so the track conditions were slightly different. However, uh, same package. Uh, and this was a playoff, so you think that you know everyone would be rocking and rolling trying to pull themselves into position to win and you know put themselves into a good position to move on to the next round but that's not what we got on track we ended up with a I'd say lackluster race for uh Las Vegas in the past we last year we saw Kurt Busch take the victory uh with a late race caution restart he uh I think it was multiple restarts my memory's failing me here uh but we've got We've gotten to the point, and I think this is this is the only thing that's saving this package uh, as time goes on is a late race caution and a restart. Because the restarts, regardless of the track with this 550 package, you're going to see cars three, four, five wide throughout the field. That's what's saving the package at this point. Because the racing during the race on a normal day is, is lackluster. We see the cars get spread out, which NASCAR intended for this package to fix. However... That's not the case. So we saw Las Vegas this weekend with, I can't remember how many cautions we had. We had the one nasty Joey Gase wreck, which was, uh, which was tragic. That, that, that was an absolute ridiculous wreck that shouldn't have happened. I don't know what in the world happened with those Rick Ware cars. Doesn't surprise me in the slightest that a wheel comes off. Uh, but that was, 
thank God for the safer barrier because I, I don't want to know what would have happened to Joey Gase if that safer barrier hadn't been there. Because if you look at the replay on TV, you can see from a distance because obviously uh, NBC didn't have the cameras on Joey Gase because that's that's not a race right there. He's he's a back marker, three, four, five, six, seven laps down uh, and counting as the race goes on. So obviously you're not going to have a camera on him unless the leader's passing him. But the camera angle they did get you could see in the distance Joey Gase catching air, about flipping at Las Vegas in the turn, which is something you don't see often. So uh, thank God we have that safer barrier that may have saved a life and saved a future racing career for Joey Gase, but that was that was one gnarly wreck. Super happy to see him uh, get out of the car and move on. But besides that wreck, there, there really w- we didn't have a lot of action on the track. We saw – lead changes, different strategies. Uh, we saw at the beginning of the race, Hendrick Motorsports was dominating one, two, three, four uh, for a good majority of the, uh, or at least in the top eight, I believe, a good majority of the beginning of the race. Uh, we saw, you know, Hendrick just, it looked like, you know, I, I was thinking as I was watching this race, Hendrick may be back. They're making this late season push. They're back in the glory days of the 2021 season, uh, running together, uh, and honestly dominating the race. However, as time went on, I don't think they were they were banking on the fact that we we're going to run green most of the race. So with the varying pit stop strategies, it moved the field or moved the Hendrick cars throughout the field. And some rebounded. We saw uh, Chase Elliott contend for the win there at the end, which I'll touch on in a moment. But uh, Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, and uh, William Byron, they, they just, you know, you didn't see the speed and the, uh, the position that we saw early in the race. And I, I fully attribute that to the fact that they were probably banking on a couple cautions near the end because it's a playoff race. Uh, granted, it is the first round of the, the first race of the round of 12, but it is still a playoff race. So you're going to see, uh, you're going to see the playoff contenders beating and banging to get that spot. However, we just didn't see it. Whether, uh, I'm going to blame it on the, the package just because it's, it's not a, it's it's shown its flaws at this point. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next year with this next gen car. It's going to be mostly the same package, uh, but I'm I'm hoping that this will change. But I don't I don't think it's a Las Vegas's the, the track's fault because we see we've seen in the past we get we get great races at Las Vegas and we have mediocre races and this just happened to be a mediocre race. But uh, like I said, Hendrick dominated there in the beginning. Uh, we also saw a host of different drivers out there in the lead, varying strategies. But at the end of the day, Denny Hamlin, man from Chesterfield, Virginia, found a way to put himself in position to win. He had a great car throughout the day, uh, and his the the strategy put him out front. And I thought it was interesting that uh, besides you know the the four restart, four or five restarts we had throughout the race, the the best part in my opinion on this race was the uh the last couple laps we saw chase elliott running him down uh denny hamley getting mired in uh, uh lap traffic and chase elliott pulling different moves he was running the top and that basically pulled him up just about to his bumper and hamlin had to head up to the top to stop him uh, I, I fully believe that if we would have had five six seven more laps we would see chase elliott in victory lane and obviously i, I don't believe that chase elliott is far off or I still think Chase Elliott is on track to win the championship this year he was my pick at the beginning of the playoffs and I'm sticking with him uh I still think Kyle Larson is obviously the favorite just because we've seen what he's done throughout the season but I mentioned in the group chat this past weekend 
uh, Denny Hamlin, he's putting on a little late season push. He's been good throughout the years we we saw. He didn't win a race all regular season, but he was leading the points battle up until the last couple of races. So he's been good. He's been consistent, but he hasn't had the luck that he normally has. And granted, it's not all luck. There's some skill. In, there, oh, sorry, there's a lot of skill involved, but uh, he just hadn't been able to finish the race. But I think he's finally figured it out. And he's, he's starting to get to the point where he's able to finish these races. Uh so we had the top 10 at Las Vegas. Denny Hamlin wins. Chase Elliott second. Kyle Busch third. Montrex fourth. I will say, besides Christopher Bell, the whole, the whole race shifted from Hendrick to Gibbs, which is interesting because usually Penske's pretty freaking good at Las Vegas. Penske was still in the top 10 uh, besides Joe Logano, who was 11th. But I was surprised to see Joe Gibbs and move into the position of dominance as the race went on. I thought we we're going to see a Hendrick Motorsports top five and maybe a uh, Joey Logano uh, breaking his way in the top five, but I did not expect the Joe Gibbs cars to be this good this weekend. So uh, Martin Truex fourth, Ryan Blaney fifth, Tyler Reddick sixth. Tyler Reddick, I mentioned it last week. He was my dark horse this weekend because he couldn't move on to the next round of the playoffs. And I know that, and I've said it before, he's great at mile-and-a-half tracks. Now, he hasn't been contending for wins, but he's still good. He can run the car, and he puts together a good race every single time. Or, I'm sorry, not every single time. Most of the time we go to mile-and-a-half tracks, he's always finding a way to put himself in the top 10, which is where the car should be running, top 10, top 15. Because obviously they're not the uh, same caliber as Rick Hendrick Motorsports, Joe Gibbs, Fenske. So Tyler Reddick, that was a great race, contending for the lead there at one point. Uh, you know, just strategy calls killed him. And, you know, it's it's strategy. You're, it's it's Vegas. You're betting on yourself. You're betting that the race is going to turn out this way. However, it didn't happen. Wasn't able to find his way in victory lane, but it's still a great run by ta- uh, Tyler Reddick. He's got a lot of talent. He's going to be winning races here real soon. Uh, sixth, or sorry, seventh place, Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, eighth, uh, Kevin Harvick, ninth, Kyle Larson, tenth. I'm surprised Kyle Larson wasn't able to find his way further up in the field, but once again, strategy, long, long, long green flag run. Uh, you know, just didn't happen. The 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 cards weren't aligned, and Kyle Larson wasn't able to find his way up front. It's a shame, especially for all the Hendrick fans, but at the end of the day, best car on track's going to win, and that for sure was Denny Hamlin. All right, so moving on. Since no one else is here, they don't have any input. I'm just going to keep rocking here. Uh, this weekend, we're going to the wild card of this round. I think in this round, the Charlotte Roval, it's chaotic at times, but it's nothing like Talladega. Talladega Super Speedway this weekend. I guarantee not many people had this slate of drivers outside the bubble looking in as we head to Talladega. And this is this is worrisome for the four drivers because a wreck at Talladega, and that could really derail your chances because you got to go to Charlotte Roval and you got to win. So the four looking in right now, as we speak, William Byron, he's ninth. He's four points out of the round of eight. Kevin Harvick, he's set, uh, seven points out in 10th. Alex Bowman, 13 points out in 11th. In 12th, we got Christopher Bell, 25 points. 
Uh, I don't think he's going to win this weekend, so he's he's going to have to find a way to win at the Roval, which is not impossible. He won early in the season on the Daytona Road Course. It could happen, but he's got to put together a great race because I don't see him winning this weekend. Basically, because they've got to they've they got they've got to contend for a win, and everyone knows Talladega. It's wild. There's going to be some wrecks. So we're going to Talladega. Obviously, the the four that are out right now. They're starting to sweat because you've got two races that are technically wild cards, but one really big wild card. However, the next four aren't out of the mix. Actually, yeah, so uh, all the way up to Ryan Blaney in fifth, he's only 24 points to the good in the playoffs. That's He's one wreck away from being on the outside looking in, and that's that's scary. Luckily for Ryan Blaney, he's been great at Talladega. He's won a bunch of the last, especially fall races at uh, no, not not a bunch of the fall races. I apologize. He's won the last couple date uh, Talladega races, so I'm sure he's feeling go- good going into the weekend. But you know, anything can happen. All it takes is one one bad block, one uh, one blown tire, and it derails the playoff hopes for a lot of people. So. Brad Keselowski, he's only plus four. Joey Logano, plus six. Chase Elliott, a little more of a gap, plus two. I think the best thing for Penske this weekend is that they have absolutely dominated at Talladega in years past. We've seen uh, Keselowski, Logano, Ryan Blaney, they've all won in the past four or five years at Talladega. They have a strategy. The Fords usually dominate at Talladega. So I I think, you know, in the back of their head, they're worrying about the fact that they may end up wrecking and be out of the playoffs or be on the outside looking in as we head to the Roval. But I got to think that they have a good strategy going into this weekend, and they may be sweating, but I don't think they're sweating too much. Um, Honestly, Kyle Larson, it would take two really bad weeks to get him out of the playoffs. He's 57 points above the cut line right now, along with Kyle Busch. He's 35. Uh, Martin Tricks kind of on line right there. Bad race. This week, he's going to be sweat next week, and that's when mistakes happen. So, uh, obviously, Denny Hamlin, he's good for the next round. But Kyle Larson, uh, he's probably got, for the most part, as long as he keeps it clean, for the next two weeks, he can kind of sit back, relax. He needs to get those stage points to stay alive. But I don't think he a crash ruins him for the playoffs. Uh but then again, it's Talladega. Anything can happen. You've got not only the playoff drivers who know that they need to finish well and they need to really go out there and try to get a win, but you've also got a bunch of drivers who aren't in the playoffs who are still racing. You can't forget that. You've still got uh, – what do we got? I'm terrible with math at this point. 30, uh, 38 other cars that are contending uh, for – or not 38, 28 other cars that are going to be shooting for a win. For a lot of teams, this is their last chance this season to get a win because they're not going to be contending on the remaining tracks on the schedule. People like uh, Daniel Suarez, Bubba Wallace, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, uh, uh, Michael McDowell, all the mid-tier teams, this is their last chance of the season. Unless something crazy happens, which I'm not ruling out, but it, it, it could happen. This is their last chance. So you know that they're going to be pushing the issue. They're going to be going out there. And they, they, the only thing in their head is that they want to win. Wreckers or checkers. That's what I would be doing. I'm sure the owners probably 
kind of sort of feel that way, but they don't truly feel that way just because they, they're the ones who've got to put the bill for the car, especially if it's destroyed. You don't get to take it back to North Carolina in one piece, but you know, it's going to be quite the weekend. I'm excited. There's a lot on the line, especially for the four drivers below the cutoff line, because like I said, one wreck that could put you into a must win situation heading to the Roval, which in my opinion is already locked up for Chase Elliott, barring any crazy circumstances because Chase Elliott is that good on road courses and that good at the Roval. So Chris Rebell, he's in a situation where he knows he's got to go out there and win this weekend. That's that's dangerous for the other drivers because he's going to be the, the the person to put the block on someone else and cause havoc. Alex Bowman, same boat. Kevin Harvick, William Byron, they need to run well this weekend or they may be kissing their playoff chances goodbye. And if they wreck, they better hope that, you know, the next four up start wrecking. So I think, honestly, that's truly all I have this week. We saw a lackluster race at Las Vegas. I'm hoping Next Gen will fix this this whole issue. Actually, I, I do have something else to say about that. I think 100% that the playoff Las Vegas race should be run on Saturday night. I understand NASCAR has done the research, and they know that the uh, the ratings are better on a Sunday. However, look at the stands. It was empty. You had a decent crowd there, but it was still empty. We we went to uh, we went to Richmond. Richmond was pretty packed. Bristol pretty packed. Then we get a Las Vegas where NASCAR's been pushing the West Coast issue. They want to get more fans out there. They've been putting a lot of money promoting these races, but they they couldn't check a schedule to see that the Raiders have a game at the same time or that the same day in in the vicinity of the track. So. It does not surprise me one bit that the sands were relatively empty. You can't do anything about the weather. It was super hot from what I've seen and what I've heard from people who were at the race. But you got to think about what else is going on in the area uh, during race day. So think about Saturday night. What if you run it then? Obviously, the Raiders are not going to be playing on a Saturday night. They're, they're a Sunday team or a Monday team as time goes on. What else is going on in Vegas besides your degenerate gamblers like me? Not not much. So I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this strictly from a putting butts in the seats or butts in the stands point of view has nothing to do with the, the racing product, which I, which is 100% important when it comes to when these races are run because I, I do think that Vegas is a better track during the day. But for the sake of having people in the stands, it needs to be run on Saturday night because you're going up against the Raiders who the Las Vegas area loves. If someone has the opportunity to go to the NASCAR race or an NFL game, nine times out of ten, they're going to go to the NFL game just because – you've got that hometown team feel and you want to go root them on. If you have a chance, you're probably going to go to the NFL game. So do I think this weekend was a failure for NASCAR? No, not at all. You still had a decent race, some drama on the track. Do I think it was great for NASCAR? No. 
It was not great. You had a lackluster race. Uh, not many fans in the stands. Ratings were good. Ratings were good. They it was a it was an increase versus last season. So you know that that's good, fine and dandy. I'm for that. I'm glad. I'm good. I'm I'm happy to see that. But at the end of the day, it's a it's a bad look when NASCAR can't even fill the seats in the stands. Because you're you're gonna have a random fan, or no, I won't say a fan. You're gonna have a random spectator flip through the channels, look at the NASCAR race, and realize that there's no one in the stands. And that's that's when you run into issues and NASCAR becomes a laughing stock again because there's no one in the stands. So I think in the future, NASCAR really needs to look into these situations, look at the scheduling or potential scheduling conflicts and really take note of that. Because I think Saturday night you would have had more fans in the stands, especially because it's going to be a lot cooler than running during the day, which can't really help the heat. So I'm done. I'm not going to talk about Vegas anymore. I'm going to go to bed tonight. I'm going to close my eyes, and hopefully I don't think about Vegas again because that was, was not a very fun race to watch. I thought about turning it off. It was that bad. However, we got Talladega this weekend, like I said, and as all of you guys know, and it's going to be quite the race. There's a lot riding on this race. It's a shame that Bama's got a home game this weekend. That and it just so happens to be uh, one of the bigger games of the season, so obviously you're not going to have – uh, a majority of the Bama fans who have the choice of going to the Bama game or Talladega because, like I said, they're probably going to go to the Bama game because there's a lot riding on that game. Uh, but I expect a good turnout this weekend. Uh, this is Talladega's first weekend back to normal or the new normal. They've got the Boulevard back, the infield concert. North Park's open. Uh, there's campers already there. That place is going to be rowdy as all get out because they've been cooped up, ready to party for a year and a half now. And all they want to do is just be NASCAR fans, drink some beer, throw some punches. You know, it's Talladega. It's going to be fun. Uh, so, dark horses. This at Talladega, especially in the playoffs, it could be anyone. So I've, I'm trying to put a lot of thought into this because I want to. I want to. I need to get one more decent dark horse before the end of the season just so I have the bragging rights on everyone else and since I'm the only one on here tonight I have best pick because I don't have to go last so dark horse this weekend uh, I've got to go with Bubba Wallace and whether you want to view him as a dark horse or not that's that's your deal I don't see him as a as obvious I don't obviously don't see him as a uh, contender just because it's 23-11 first time team uh, nowhere near the playoffs. They're sitting at 22nd in points right now. However, they've got speed at Talladega and at Daytona. Mostly Talladega. He led laps in the spring. So I think Bubba Wallace is going to go out there. He knows that this is his final opportunity to get a race win in the inaugural season of 23-11 racing. He wants to put a smile on MJ and Denny Hamlin's face. So I think out of everyone who I would consider a dark horse, Bubba Wallace has got the best chance at winning this weekend race winner this is tough because once again anything can happen but I'm gonna have to go with Joe Logano he's been one of the quieter drivers during the playoffs so far but you don't have to look far down the uh, the results for the race to find Joe Logano he's basically pulling a uh, 2017 
And uh, he, he's pulling 2017. He's going to show up at Martinsville, go to Phoenix, and he's going to find a way to win this thing if that happens. So I think Joe Logano, he's got to be my – he's my number one pick this weekend. Strictly going off of his past success at Talladega and uh, the success of Fords and Penske at the track. He's experienced. He knows that this is a great opportunity to lock himself into the next round. He's only six points above, so he's obviously going to be aggressive to an extent because you don't want to take yourself out. But he's going to be aggressive, needs that win, so he can go to Charlotte and just start banking points so he can keep moving on in the playoffs, get to Martinsville, get to Phoenix, and try to win the thing. So that's all I got this week. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry for the, uh, the atrocious, the atrocious podcast episode. I'm not a uh, I'm not a big talker by myself. I'm I'm staring at a wall right now talking NASCAR. I can usually do that if I'm staring at someone else because I love the love the industry. I love the excitement, but you know, staring at a wall right now talking NASCAR is kind of tough. I'm not getting any feedback. I don't have anyone to make fun with, or uh, I don't have any anyone to make fun of or uh, banter with. Sadly, but uh, once again, make sure you tune in this weekend on NBC, the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega Super Speedway, 2 o'clock Eastern. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. Speaking of that, speaking of that, we like to be loud and, uh, loud and rowdy on this podcast, and that's why Rowdy Energy is our energy drink of choice. Available in nine flavors, including six sugar-free options that are keto certified. You're guaranteed, and I say guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed to find a flavor that you love. Go to uh, RowdyEnergy.com to find a retailer near you. Once again, that's RowdyEnergy.com to find a retailer near you. It's Behind the Wall Podcast. We'll see you next week.